You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the Horny Housewife Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. Happy fucking Monday. Here we talk all things sex, better sex, relationships, marriage, and a little bit of me just shooting the shit, the co-ed locker room, if you will. If you haven't already, click the subscribe button because she needs the support. She needs the support. And you can follow me on social media on TikTok at the Horny Housewife and on Instagram at the Horny Housewife Podcast underscore and DM me. Slide, slide on into my DMs. Or if you want to submit something anonymously because it's like just too dirty for you to put your face on that shit, then you can go on my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com and click confess and request and spill your guts. Okay. So let's start the episode off with a listener question. Here we go. I have been trying to reach out to my wife more and find out how to get her interested in sex more. We had talked in the past and the thing she keeps bringing up is cleaning the house. So yesterday I made sure to do all the dishes, clean the counters in the kitchen. I put away all the toddlers, toys, and puzzle pieces. I picked up the trash and vacuumed the rug. Earlier, I just got behind the couch and cleaned that all out. I helped her clear off counters and I cleaned up the backyard and the garage. Then when I talked to her about it today, she said she wasn't in the mood because the house wasn't clean and I need to pick up trash. I literally did that and it didn't seem to make any difference. Is there something I'm missing? I think so. Also, when I brought this up to her, she became super defensive and has now shut down and stopped responding any advice. Well, I would say that first of all, reading your message, you know, I see you're listing what you've done. And so you're feeling unappreciated, unseen. And I will, I'm just taking a gander, a guess, okay? That's all I can fucking do. I'm not claiming to be the Messiah, but in my humble opinion, I think that she also feels misunderstood, just something innately, just how it's described and how she's, you're saying she's getting defensive. If she's asking you to clean, Obviously, that's something that she's saying, maybe her love language, do you know what they are? And I'm assuming in the top two acts of service, maybe one of them, since she said she wants you to clean around, clean up more. Okay. So if she's saying that, maybe she has this view of you as lazy around the house. I'm just shooting you straight. Okay. Let's not get anything panties in a twist. Uh, Maybe she views you as these things that are irritating or unattractive to her. Now, I don't know what's going on in her world, your world, 
there's obviously layers to this shit, okay? But I think what you're going to have to do to get anywhere, since I don't know the answer to so many questions that pop up when I think of this question, examples being like, how long have you been together? What does your sex life look like? You know, normally has it just progressively gotten worse? Has it been up and down? And I see that you mentioned kids, toddlers. So, you know, all these life factors that so many of us can relate to that are cock blocks in life, damn them, love them, can't live without them, can't live with them, you know the saying. Okay. But I think that when you go in, some women are like, okay, he's only doing A, B, and C to get sex. And so then it's not really arousing for her at that point. Okay. So for many women, they want to feel an emotional connection. So go beyond the like, where your men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti, where men can compartmentalize things like sections off and they all have their place and can be disconnected from one another. Whereas women were like noodles all intertwined and this thing is affecting this thing and is tangled into this thing and it all affects each fucking noodle. Okay. Was that weird? Kind of weird. But my advice to you, if you want to really get anywhere besides having a heart to heart that I encourage you to have, being a little more suave, finesser. Why don't you go about it in the way that you did when you were dating or in the honeymoon phase of marriage before kids, whatever. Why don't she come home and the house be clean and you have a sitter and take her to dinner or have dinner ready or put the kids down and offer to give her a back rub and say, and if she makes a little jab at you saying, oh, I know what you want, say, I just want to feel closer to my wife and I want to make you feel loved. I want, let's repeat it with me, men. I want to feel closer to my wife and I want to make sure you feel loved. Okay. Again, I want to feel closer to my wife And I want to make sure you feel loved. I would take my pants off at that point and be like, massage away. Okay. So I'm, but I'm a words girl. I'm a words of affirmation. I need to, I want to hear it. I need, I want the affirmation. Isn't it funny though? Like how we get our, we get in relationships and we're with the person that maybe what we need doesn't come naturally to them. And you're like, isn't it ironic? Don't you fucking think? So, but I, I don't mean to say that just to be a cynical negative bitch. Like you can work through it and have happiness and learn one another and grow as people and become better versions of one another because that yin and yang, I know people like we lust the twin flame because the vibes, like what we see in society, the Megan Fox and MGK and Travis Barker and Courtney, and don't get me wrong, would I like to watch them fuck? totally. Have I had twin flame relationships that are so goddamn passionate and sexy and toxic? Yes. Yes. Toxic as fuck. And I really believe that your soulmate is that yin and yang, that balance. Whereas twin flames, how the fuck did I get here? Where twin flames, it's a karmic relationship. It's a lesson. This is just my, my thoughts. Some people obviously will disagree, but I think that 
you, you normally see them come to an end in a very big way. Like the love is big, the fallout's big, the good's big, the bad's big. And that those relationships are exhausting. But anyways, people, what's this man's name? I don't know the man, but the question I answered, and I think you need to have a conversation with her after you try to be finessing, if things aren't going well, even if they, if you do get laid, okay, you, you're going to have to talk about some things that have bubbled up or some lumps under the carpet or get the dust off the blinds. You're going to do some house cleaning, taking some inventory together. See like, why do you want to murder me in my sleep sometimes? Tell me. And then you can ask the other person, why do you want to fucking slap the shit out of me sometimes? And talk about it without fighting. Like, receive it. Hear it. And maybe don't word it like I did, but maybe expressing the sentence I made y'all say three times and hear what your wife has to say. And women, be let your husband process and think sometimes and realize he doesn't respond or react to things in the same way that you do or might, you know what I mean? And just honor and acceptance and that he is, he, he is an individual. And I know some, we, our spouses don't respond in the way we want sometimes, but that is just a fucking part of it. Okay. And we, we ebb and we flow and perspective Man holds all the power, all the power. So my last point to the sweet listener asking the question, it's not just going to be cleaning. She's not going to just pull her panties down every time you're cleaning. And she's going to think you're like a kid begging for your allowance, like running around doing a chore saying, mom, did you see I do it? Can I have my 10 fucking bucks? So not as transactional. Let's get more emotional about it. Okay. Speaking of transactional, you know what a little light bulb that popped into my head? Nice transition here. Nice transition. I learned about something on the sweet TikTok-a. Um, TikTok. Findom. Hashtag Findom. Didn't know what it meant. Didn't know what it meant. This little dumb bitch who thought she knew lots of the sexual slang. I don't know fucking shit. <laughs> But I, I, she's open-minded. She's ready to hear. Bring it on. Findom. Financial domination. I was like, sign me up. Sign, put my name on the list. Just kidding. But if I bet your bottom dollar that I told Derek last night, I'm like, if I wasn't married, uh, hashtag Findom, because I'd want to see what that shit's about. Okay. <laughs> He's like, you are so weird. You are so weird. He knows I love him. He knows I'm weird. He know. I mean, I think I scare the shit out of him sometimes, truly. Like, I know I do, but he loves me, and I love him for that. Financial domination, also known as findom, is, am I saying it wrong? I don't know, is a fetish lifestyle, in particular, a practice of dominance and submission in which a submissive, money slave, fin sub, pay pig, ooh, pay pig, pay pig, I got horny, human ATM or cash piggy gives gifts and money to a financial dominant money mistress. Can I get a name tag that says that please? Because I want to run away. Just kidding. (laughs) Vindom, like what is it? Okay. God, goddess, goddess, money, dom. The relation may often be accompanied by others' practices of BDSM and 
dom-sub relationships such as erotic humiliation, but they there may be no virtual virtually no further intimacy between the individuals. Sign me up. <laughs> Do you want to see me spend your money? I will spend your money so fucking good and hard. I will swipe, swipe, swipe that fucking credit card until it is fucking hot. And then I will throw the heated card for my excessive use right back at you because that's all you're fucking getting because I'm happily married. And then I will giggle and laugh and say, men are stupid when I go home. <laughs> so if you're into that, like just slide in my DMs and I will spend all your fucking money. So. <laughs> okay, let's continue on the definition. I see that it says it's not uncommon for the submissive to accompany the dom while shopping and paying with the submissive's money. Yet, no, I'd want to be alone. Can't that's no. Such a relationship between individuals may be similar to, yet clearly distinguishable from relationships based on total power exchange. Financial domination can also be distinguished from sugar baby relationships in which a sugar daddy or mama offers gifts and money to the baby in return for a relationship generally without any explicit elements of domination. In financial domination, the submissive has no expectation of sexual contact in return for the money. And often there's no physical contact of any kind. Uh, so where is that website? Okay. Now all jokes aside, okay. She's funny. She's funny. She's funny, but let's really actually talk about it now. Okay. Let's actually talk about it now. You'll never know if I was completely fucking kidding or being like slightly kind of kidding, but let's just, anyways. So the funny thing is these men, okay? So supposedly what we just heard was that these men are like turned on by their fucking bank accounts being spanked, not their asses. So let's do a deep dive. Is this really what they say it is? Because it's, I have heard that there are some darker things that come with this and a lot of scamming happening, etc. How it's described, it's a little, it's unusual. It's people getting peeved by things. So there was a girl on Tumblr, a 25-year-old, that is uh, a woman in this lifestyle where she humiliates the slaves, pets, pay pigs, subs, okay? So these girls say that they put a lot of work into manipulating and torturing these men, okay? So they're upset that there's been a recent plague of fakes around. And she summed up the problem. This is her quote, her words. In the past few years, we've seen an increase of fakes in the community. They're mostly sugar babies who have discovered Vindom and thought, why should I have to cater to somebody's sexual needs when I can just insult some stranger over the internet and they'll give me cash for it? They misinterpret both what degradation and Findom are, aggressively insulting a complete stranger out of the blue and demanding they give them cash just because. There's no dominance. That sounds kind of dominating to me. And submission in it. No control, no exchange, just take, take, and take. I thought that's what they fucking wanted. I'm confused. So I guess these girls would probably fucking hate me for what I just said. Any Findoms listening, if I'm saying it wrong, please correct my enunciation as well as I was totally fucking kidding. Okay. So after a brief skim of the Findung hashtag, there is a lot of accounts that are saying that they do this to pass as a 
humiliator. Okay. So I guess this is like a big thing on the internet. How I even found out about this was a girl on TikTok saying like, oh, you want men to send you money? Just add this hashtag. So it's like, I don't understand. I guarantee that anything along those lines gets shady, sketchy. Who knows? I don't know. I don't want to know. But interesting. Very, very, very interesting. And if anyone lives, does this, send me a fucking DM. I want to hear your stories. I also want to know if I was like the last person in the world to have heard of this. Never. I have never heard of this in my entire life. I thought I had heard of all the kinks. And this one, of all of them, I love money and I love men. And I didn't know about this one, but that's okay. Why didn't I find out about this at fucking age 21? I don't know. God had other plans because God was protecting me, obviously. Okay, freaky family, let's do some listener questions. Here we go. I got a lot and we're not going to do all of them, but I will say it is getting more challenging getting to them all. I used to, for the most part, be able to answer all of them unless they were just not answerable, if you feel me. And now it's becoming a task. Okay, so let's get to what we can. One, I broke down crying in front of my wife because I didn't understand why we weren't intimate. We've had sex maybe six times in the last seven, eight years. She doesn't get off herself. We're not even 40 yet. She's not depressed. How do you know that? She just doesn't seem to care about it anymore. I've done everything I can and told her she could even sleep with others if she needed it from someone else, but no progress. Is it hopeless to think she'll feel desire again? I'm a reasonably attractive and patient guy. Well, I feel sorry for you. I do. And I feel sorry for your wife as well. I just think it's a sad situation, period. And, you know, what makes me be like, make my head spin like the exorcist is seven, eight years. That's a lot of years. And so, like, what's going on? And, like, does she. What's her career? I have so many questions. Like, what do y'all do? I'm assuming, I'm just going to assume you're busy people because I feel like if you're not busy bodies, I feel like the consequences or this feeling would crop up much sooner. And, you know, there's so much I don't know. Have Has there been infidelity, et cetera, et cetera. But I would assume if you're getting such a cold person, like a shell of a person, you don't even recognize this person anymore, then something is going on. Like, and if it's not another person, it's, it is something else. It could be them. And by them, I mean, they're checked the fuck out and it doesn't need to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. And you both have a choice and you can do all you can in being willing and open and intentional about what you want to do with your marriage. But if you have an unwilling participant, then you are faced with your own decisions. So it's about what you want out of life and 
giving 100% to the situation because clearly you've stayed. So, I mean, you've got kids. You have reasons to stay, obviously, something. Some reason to stay beyond y'all's love or y'all's relationship. And it doesn't, these symptoms, what you're saying, like she doesn't get off, she's not even 40, she doesn't seem like she cares. Uh, You're seeming like you're not getting a response from her, telling her she can fuck other people. But are you saying these things looking for a reaction? Because instead of saying like, hey, you know, you can go fuck other people if you want to get a reaction, maybe try like being straight up and asking her more straightforward or telling her how you're feeling, how you perceive things, what's going on in your world, and then inquire about what's going on in her world. Make it apparent to your partner that you're interested in knowing what's going on with them, okay? Everybody wants to feel special. Question number two, my wife and I have a seven-year-old who is always around. We love him so much, but we never have time for intimacy. A few times a week, we can break away for me to eat my wife out or get a quickie. How nice of you. And But sometimes I need more than that. Any tips you found to be successful? Well, I definitely think that you and her need to have a Google night together where after dinner or after kiddos in bed, y'all stay up late and hop on Google and look up creative ways to get it in. That experience, just that could be arousing in general. And if not, maybe you'll get a laugh or a kick out of it. But I think just being intentional about carving out time is my advice. And I totally understand and relate having a four-year-old cock block. That's like his little nickname, cock block. And then not really, just kidding. And then I have a stepson who's 12. So that's half the week here. It's just a, a lot's going on, a lot of driving, a lot of things to do, sports, etc. And you have to really make fucking time for yourself and also date your spouse in the way that like when you are doing the things that are family, it's really easy to get an autopilot. And it's like sometimes holding hands, like just holding your partner's hand while you're sitting on the benches, watching your kids play sports or walking by and grabbing her ass, do it. Just flirting is, we love that shit. Okay, guys, we love that shit. Flirt with us. We want to be flirted with. And you'd be surprised as when it's going, we're vibing it and we're in it. You'll make time for those things. Like sex will just start happening more organically. But I get it. I get it. I relate to you, the kid in the way. Remember that it is a season. So if you start to feel doomed, like this is my life now and I don't, how, why? It's not. It's a season. Keep that on the forefront and get creative. Okay. Google's your best fucking friend. I tried. Okay. So before we get to the last listener question of the episode, I wanted to let you know if you want to send in a listener question, you have something you want to ask or some wonderful fucking topic idea, et cetera, et cetera, you can anonymously at my website, www.thehornyhousewifepodcast.com, or you can slide in my DMs at ins- over on Instagram at thehornyhousewifepodcast underscore or TikTok at thehornyhousewife. Fuck, that gets confusing sometimes. 
So yeah, feel free, slide on in. I take pride in answering my DMs. She's good at it. Unless you're like disgusting or disrespectful, but for the most part, I'm pretty good at getting it. So moving on, I've got the last listener question, which was pretty plain and simple. Hey there, horny housewife. I'm wondering if you can tell me how to be better at eating pussois. So let me just go ahead and take advantage, content inspiration, thank you, and give you a little 411 on down there and maybe not like a extremely detailed how-to. I will throw out some technique, okay? I will. But I feel like I'm reading the room and I feel like the guys out there listening love to oodle, oodle their women up. So I am going to give some tips, some perspective, Perspective, if you will, on what's going through a woman's head and what we would advise you to do in certain situations where you might feel intimidated. So where do we fucking start? I'll tell you. With her anatomy. Ding, 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 ding. Because that's what you're dining on tonight, fellas. So you want to know what's going on. You want to know where her fucking clit is. And hate to break it to you. I'm sure you all know this, but... The vaginas vary. They vary. They let's just be. I'll say it if no one else is. So they look different. They all we've all been girls when we're like hers is a number two, hers is a number three, hers is a number one. And if you don't know what a one, two, and three is, the girls do. And if the girls don't, I'll just tell you it in a little secret. Guess growing up, this was what our families. (laughs) This is what we talked about at slumber parties down in the south. Take both of your hands, okay? Both your hands, palms. Look at your palms, okay? Put them together. Fingers closed, okay? And that's a number one, okay? Now, kind of just crack those hands ever. Like, their hands are cupped now, you know, and there's a little slit in between the two pinkies. The palms aren't just glued together pinky to pinky. It's a number two. And then kind of just open it up, like two halves of this French... Bread, sandwich, loaf. That is a number three. So if that was a good visual, I hope you got it. If it wasn't, then I'm sorry you couldn't fucking keep up. You don't deserve to know anyways then. But there's also something called a hooded clit. So you need to have a little communication. And sometimes this can be not even like intentional communication, more like a little passive, what's the word I'm looking for? Subliminal, okay? Listening to her cues, okay? So when you're rub-a-dubbing, when you're massaging, I don't know why the fuck I said rub-a-dubbing, when you are touching her, okay? See how her body responds. Hopefully you know where her fucking clit is, okay? Most of my audience are in committed relationships, so let's just coexist for a minute, and there's probably some men who've maybe gotten a little rusty or I I don't fucking know. Okay. I'm just going to do my job and keep informing you and tell you what we like. Okay. One thing for sure is at a certain point, if we're about to climax, okay, if this is where we're going to the top of the mountain, when we're escalated up there, okay, steady as she goes, always wins the race. Okay. 
That is the consistency, you know, and you can play around with pressure in the beginning. One would be the pancake tongue. So you're going to do a wide, flat tongue and you're not going to be flicking your tongue. Okay. You are going to actually be using your head and your neck. You're going to keep the tongue fucking stationary out like you rolled the thick, wide pancake walkway. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying out. You rolled the red carpet out, but it's a pancake. And you're going to use your head and your neck to push that pressure accordingly. And again, is she moaning in pleasure or is she fucking dead silent like a fish? And you're like, is she even awake? Because if that's what it's like, it's probably not. She's not enjoying it. So figure it out. And just kidding. And as far as like, am I going really fast? That's another dependency. Some girls like it like a dog drinking fucking water. But again, with the head and another girl might like it slow where you're starting either, you know, above the anus or a little tickle tickle with the tongue on the anus. Never hurt anybody. Okay. Especially if you just got out of the shower, you're like, I have nothing, no anxiety whatsoever. She's not going to have any anxiety. Yes, we should all practice five-star hygiene, but let's be fucking real. If you, if it's the end of the day, I guarantee you through every person's head, you're like, I pray to God that I am just shiny like a whistle. Okay. Because I think just now I'm going to go on a rant. Why do we wipe with dry toilet paper? You know, I just feel like it needs to be more. It needs to be more. If you touched shit with your hand, would you just use a dry paper towel to, or would you just wipe it off? No, you'd fucking wash your hands. Okay. Back on track. The asshole has wonderful nerve endings. Feels good. Try it out. See what she does. Is she like, oh, hell yeah, that felt fucking good? Or is she like, get really insecure and feeling anxious? And by the way, remind her that she tastes delicious. Tell her that this is like a fucking Sunday dessert. Like make her feel good so she can just melt her pussy into your face. That's what you want. That's what you want, right? And there's no place for anxiety in the bedroom. I've said that a million times. It really can just kill it for both parties. As far as what's going on in our heads, men, if you aren't, if you don't seem into it, it's, it goes the same way. When a girl is like, basically you feel like you're forcing her, like she's doing this out of the kindness of her heart and she does not want to fucking suck your dick but somehow you've convinced her and she hates it. And you're like, she doesn't even want to do this. And you're like, fuck this at this point. Okay. That's not sexy. That's not what anybody wants. Is anybody having a good time? And I think if the guy is having a good time while his wife is hating her life doing this, then that speaks volumes about him. So if the guy is being really timid or insecure down there, even we can sense that, you know, and I think if you are feeling like you're not getting a good response, that's when change it up. Uh, a light sucking, they call it the vortex, like a little sucking, like an O mouth face around the clit, incorporating your hands, fingering while vortexing, chef's kiss, you know, incorporating your fingers while you are licking her clit with applied pressure 
win-win, okay? You don't just have to rely on your tongue. It is nice just as far as a pleasurable experience. Now, again, if we're focusing on climaxing, steady consistency. Now, if you're just some girls like you just to go fucking at it, go at it. You don't need it to be all prim and proper. Just like some guys want a girl to literally be like heaving, drool, sloppy, messy. Just know that we are wanting to have a good time just like you are. And it's hot and it's sexy and confidence is the winner. Now, biting her you know, scratching her clit with your nail. There are some things that are just instant, you know, not cool. I'm not okay. No touchy, but same goes with you, right? You don't want a toothy blow job for us. When you're fingering the fingernails, gosh, I'm just clenching my legs together right now because I have been like paper cut with a fingernail before down there. And it is just not fun. Has that happened to anyone else? I feel like I should take a poll now. Now to wrap, wrap this question up in a little bow tied nicely. Hype your girl up. Make sure she feels beautiful. Make sure she's relaxed. No, I'm not telling you to roofie her, but if you need to have a little Pinot Gris and give her a back massage, Start slow. This is what foreplay is about, okay? Work your way down to the lotus, to the beautiful blossom, okay? Take your time. Make it feel special. Make sure those wings are nice and lubed up. And by wings, I mean legs and I mean spread. And if she's all like tight and bothered and anxious, they're just, they're just clamped shut more, you know? Our bodies are tighter, okay? So atmosphere, timing, foreplay, Get her wet, focus on the clit, flat tongue or sucky sucky. There's more techniques. Like I said, Google's wonderful, okay? But also know if you're in a committed relationship and like, are you just in your head, check yourself there too. Because if she has no complaints, if she loves you going down there, 69ing all the things, she's moaning, then, you know, maybe it's all good in the hood. Okay. If you're getting in your head because you're watching too much porn and you're like, she's not squirting on my face. I'm doing it wrong. You're not. Okay. You're doing great, Todd. You're doing fucking great. Anywho, his name's not Todd. I just occasionally throw names out there. Something, the next thing, the final thing we're going to talk about in today's episode is five things. Actually, it's the five love languages. And why? Why are we talking about this? Because you, lots of you, come to me and ask me or like say, she doesn't feel loved and I do this, this, and this, or I don't know how to make him feel loved and I do this, this, and this. And I see a common like thing where people feel misunderstood or not loved in the way they want to be loved or they don't know how to make their partner feel loved. And it's this back and forth of they're doing, they're trying so hard, but they don't feel good. And I'm like, okay, One thing I think a lot of couples might be missing, might not even be realizing, is that as people, we all vary in the ways we feel, receive, and give love. And it all stems, I'm not going like super demo, 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 that's deep and emo together. Wow. Trademark. Love it. 
We're not getting Demo, okay? But we are, I will just lightly say that this stems from how we grow up, how we like felt loved by our parents, yada, yada, yada. Find another podcast that like goes hardcore into that because not today, Satan. But what I'm, what we're stemming from there is that we're all different and certain things that people do, they might be like, why the fuck did you not see that I did that? I cleaned the whole fucking house for three days. Like how I'm so unappreciated. And they tell me they don't feel loved. What the fuck is wrong with them? Because that's not their love language is, is not, it's not acts of service. And so theirs is, and maybe they think you're a lazy piece of shit because you don't make the bed. When when she makes the bed, you don't give a shit. You don't feel any better or appreciated because she does those things. So that's just one example. Another example could be he's all over her touchy, touchy, touchy all the time because his number one love language is physical touch. And she's like, get off of me, you horny animal. And he, she's not touching him all the time because she's touched the fuck out. And he's like, my wife doesn't love me and I don't feel loved and adored because she doesn't need physical touch in the way that you need physical touch. And her love language is quality time. So she just thinks you need to, she just needs to be by you. You know, there's, and then there's miscommunication, resentment. So understanding and knowing your partner's love language gets you really far. Now you can manipulate the system, okay? We can rig this bitch and get somewhere and hopefully get laid. So if anyone is completely foreign to this, what I'm saying, this concept, here we go. There are five love languages. Quality time, number uno, you can put them in any fucking order. Quality time, acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, and gifts, okay? And you can be more than one, but there can be... I base myself off top two. I think everyone needs their top two. So I think that looking inward, understanding yourself, seeing where you seek validation, like you might know for the most part what you are. There's also quizzes online. I'm going to put one of those in the description box because I think there are some really lame ones that are not spot on, but I think there's some good ones. One that comes from the book. There's a book about this, the five love languages I highly recommend. And that quiz is based off the book. So I will put that in the description box as well. Take it, have your partner, your wife, your husband, significant other, take it. And it's interesting because once you know them, now you can do your due diligence on what, how they receive and feel love. And the cool thing is once you understand what your partner's is and you kind of look back and look at your relationship or look at their habits or what they do, you might be surprised and realized, oh, wow, like they are, they do love me more than I even thought or gave them credit to because they're constantly doing this. And even though I don't see that, as a loving gesture towards my partner, they totally fucking do. And that's how they show love. And it will show you a lot about a person. You'll have a deeper understanding for your partner. I think this really, really helps men because it helps them understand and hack their wife, if you will, get a better response, a reaction, 
help them feel loved because when a woman feels loved, she thrives. Now, women, your man, there's like a 90, 95% chance in his top two will be physical touch. Now, women, are we even fucking surprised? No, we're not. But I will say this, knowing, knowing that, and then, you know, knowing the, uh, the second one, whatever it is, knowing the order in which they are, this is going to help you discern how they show their love. And in turn, you're going to feel more appreciated because now you're going to be able to recognize and see, oh, that came from a place of fucking love. And I didn't even know it. It will literally create a happy cycle because now you're feeling appreciated and now you're more able or willing or open, inspired to show them love and love them in the way they feel loved and desired and appreciated. And some of these things won't come naturally to you or your partner or spouse. That's why once you find out there is an abundance of resources, information, or just going to your fucking partner and communicating about what gets them off. What are the little things that make them smile, give them butterflies, make them feel whole, good, lovely, seen, validated, understood. Okay. Cause I know, I know that people go, Oh, we're not supposed to make the other person feel whole. That's their job. I get it. Okay. I see. I agree. But I also, I can, I can think both. It's a beautiful thing to fill your partner's cup, water them, fucking water them. And with all that, I'm going to end this segment by telling you how you can communicate with each one and actions you can take and things you can avoid. Okay. So if they're words of affirmation, I am a words of affirmation, physical touch girl, that's my top two. Let's start at words. So how you'd communicate by encouraging affirming, appreciating, empathizing, listen actively. Okay. You could send an unexpected note, a text, a card, encourage genuinely and often things to avoid non-constructive criticism, not recognizing or appreciating effort. Now, what does things to avoid meaning mean? It means that those are things that's going to make your partner feel rejected and or unloved. And all of these things can be talked about because we're humans and we're going to fuck up. Okay. So moving on physical touch, how to communicate nonverbal, use body language and touch to emphasize love, hug, kiss, hold hands, show physical affection regularly, make intimacy, a thoughtful priority, things to avoid physical neglect, long stints without intimacy, receiving affection coldly, coldly, receiving gifts, how to communicate, thoughtfulness, make your spouse a priority, speak purposefully, actions to take, give thoughtful gifts and gestures, small things matter in a big way, express gratitude when receiving a gift, things to avoid, forgetting special occasions, unenthusiastic gift receiving, womp, 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 quality, I love it, I fucking hate it, just kidding, quality time, how to communicate uninterrupted and focused conversations. One-on-one time is critical action to take, create special moments together, take walks, do small things with your spouse. Weekend getaways are huge not to do distraction when spending time together, long stints without one-on-one time. That's probably my third. Okay. Last but not least acts of service. Use action phrases like I'll help dot, dot, dot. 
They want to know you're with them and partnering with them. Actions to take. See, this is like not my love language whatsoever. Do chores together or make them breakfast in bed. Go out out of your way to help alleviate their daily workload. Not to do. Making the request of others a higher priority. Lacking follow through on tasks, big and small. That is fucking annoying. That's annoying for everybody. Okay. I hope. I know. I know everyone got something out of this fucking episode. It was jam fucking packed, okay? From fucking Findom, hashtag Findom, to listener questions, to eating pussy, to the fucking love languages, okay? I'm pooped. I'm exhausted. She's drained. If you liked this episode, pretty please go leave me a five-star review, rate on Spotify, share with a friend giggle together. Next week, there's going to be some audio erotica. Stay tuned. January. Have I had any audio erotica in January? I don't think so. I know y'all are wanting it. So stay tuned for that and I'll see you freaky fucks next Monday.